Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. All right. How you doing, everyone? I'm Ross Salzberg, and once again, I want you all to listen up here and get a load of this. You've heard me use the term hypocrisy on several occasions. The purpose was to describe what goes on in the world of professional sports. And I'm here today to do it yet again with NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell leading the pack of all the hypocrites. So like I said, listen up because you're really going to want to get a load of this. And, and, you know, I I have spoken about some of this time and time again, but something happened on um, this past Friday. It, It just left me shaking my head that it's never ending, but does the National Football League, quite frankly, they're the leaders of the pack, I'll say, but does Goodell just view you, me, and the public as being a bunch of nincompoops, morons, imbeciles, fools? I really think he does. Five players, five players from the National Football League was suspended. It was announced Friday for violation of the NFL's gambling policy. All right, five of them. Four were members of uh, are members of the Detroit Lions, or at least two of them still are. Uh, last year's uh, first-round pick, I think it was the 12th pick overall, Lions uh, wide receiver Jamison Williams, okay? Uh, he was suspended for six games, along with uh, Stanley Berryhill, a second-year receiver with the Lions. Both of those guys were suspended for six games for, I guess, using their phones because of, for mobile betting from the Lions facility, Okay the training center, whatever the hell it was. It Also, it came out that they did not bet on games of the National Football League. They didn't bet on NFL games. They were just betting, so um, they get six games. Two other members of the Lions, uh, Quintez Safis and uh, C.J. Morris Safety, they were suspended indefinitely for betting on NFL games, and subsequently they were dumped immediately released by the Lions. A fifth player from the Washington Commanders, uh, Shaka Tony, a defensive end, he too uh, suspended indefinitely for betting on NFL games. All right. Along with this, apparently a lot of people, members of the Lions staff, several members of the Lions staff in different departments were also terminated, whatever the hell you want to call it, whacked. 86, whatever, last month for also violating the gambling policies of the National Football League. I mean, look, how naive, do you not think, and we've spoken about this before, folks, do you not think that if Russ Salzberg, if if you, Joe Schmo, Mary, what's your face, whatever it is, we're, all, we're members of the National Football League. We're all pros. We're multi-million dollar athletes. And we're not supposed to bet. So who's to stop me and you, Joe Schmo and Mary, what's your face, 
from having your mommy, your daddy, your aunt, your uncle, your friend, your boyfriend, your acquaintance, having somebody else bet on a game for you. Because if you don't think, if you don't think that that goes on all the time, I will sell you the Brooklyn Bridge, I will sell you the Empire State Building, and I'll even throw in the island of Manhattan. Really? Does Goodell and his lieutenants of the National Football League, and and I can apply this to all the leagues with their gambling policies, but today I'm talking about the National Football League. Do you not think that that goes on? Really? How, How silly and stupid does it sound? We're going to suspend people. You're not supposed to bet. Here's this. First of all, it was less than 10 years ago. What was the, the Supreme Court was like legalized it, said it's okay to bet in 2018. Then the world went nuts. Because all of a sudden, all the guys who didn't want the integrity of their respective sports, whether it was Goodell or Adam Silver or Manfred or Bettman, all of a sudden... Hey, let's join the fun. Let's get the action. We don't worry. We're not worried about anybody. We're just worried about filling our pockets. I, listen, folks, I have not been against gambling. I, I like to gamble now and then. I'm not saying it should be taboo. I have concerns about it. Just I have concerns about somebody drinking too much. I'm I'm not against having a drink. I have a drink. But when I see doing it, it to excessive uh points, then you got to worry. What I worry about gambling is to me this legalized gambling, especially betting you mobile betting and this and that. Hey, you're going to have an epidemic in the future with young people. An epidemic. If you don't think so, then pull your head out of the sand or other places which I'd rather not mention right now. But really, you don't think it's going to happen? Come on. But that's not what this is about. This is about, you think to me that you're telling me we're going to talk, I mean, you can't turn on an NFL game. You can't turn on a sports event without bet this, bet that, here's a deal for you, blah, 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 uh, in-game this and in-game that, and what's this guy's going to do? This, uh, it, and, you know, come on. But you, you're you going to tell people, members of the National Football League, play, that they can't bet and staff can't bet. It, it's in their face all the time, but they can't bet. So they can get, you don't, you don't think that they can get somebody to bet for them? Folks, I remember being a kid. I mean, when I say a kid, I'm trying to, I mean, I'm talking about 14, 15 years old, going to Aqueduct Racetrack, going to Belmont as a 14, 15 year old kid. You got into the track and you couldn't get, you know, a lot of the tellers wouldn't take a bet from you. So what did you do? You got somebody to make the bet for you. It was that simple. Shh. If you don't tell, I won't tell. 
So you don't think that can happen. So the National Football League is going to be righteous. They're going to make sure we're going to do this. We're going to talk about this the right way. We're going to make sure we talk about it the right way. So we're going we're gonna to make the public think that we're holier than thou. We're these upstanding individuals. We're rock-solid citizens. We look out for the welfare of our community that we live in. Bull crap. I mean, really? What kind of nonsense is that? So these players, two guys get suspended for six games because they, they bet, but they, they bet from the facility. Other people get dumped because they bet on game. You don't think that can happen? I mean, really? Because like I said, if you believe that, then you're more naive than the word naive. I'm telling you, if you believe that, I'll sell you the Brooklyn Bridge, the Empire State Building, and I'll throw in uh, the island of Manhattan, not even for the $24 that the Indians uh, sold it to, sold it for. I mean, really? It, it's just, when, when I say hypocrisy, it has no limits with the National Football League on anything. Then, you know, they like to make the appearance, whether it's domestic violence, whether it's, it's, it's a, a, a social issue, a racial issue. They like to make like they're on the right side of the law. What they like to do is just make like we'll sell the public what the public wants to hear. Well, I'm going to tell the public right here and now, don't buy what Commissioner Roger Goodell and the National Football League is selling because this is a disgrace. You're talking to somebody who I love. I mean, I'm involved with the Giants. I, I love being involved with it. I love the games. I love the action. I love commiserating with the coaches, with the players. I don't like it. I love it. But Goodell, don't sit here and tell me that you don't think players throughout the league, with you don't think they're vulnerable or they're influenced just like the fans? Young guys who, who know about playing don't think they want to have a little fun. Oh, man, this guy's crazy. Man, I love those odds, man. Oh, man, are you kidding me? I, I could take this guy. I could take, oh, this guy's got, come on. Oh, hey, dad, mom, go bet this. Go, go, go bet a thousand here. Go bet. You don't think that can go on. Really? You really don't think that can go on? This is what... I knew this stuff was going to happen. The minute gambling was accepted, I knew this was going to go on. In basketball, we just had an incident. What was the incident last month from the Wizards? Uh, Bradley Beal. He was involved uh, with a... He's being sued by a fan... um, like a civil suit for $50,000. And to me, it just sounds like a payday. I wasn't there. I don't know. What allegedly happened was after a game, he was walking out, Bill was walking out, and somebody hollered, you made me lose $1,300, you bleep. The bleep began with, was a four-letter word that began with F. And it wasn't fart. So you figure it out. So Bill went up to him, uh, minor altercation, what, ha- what have you, um, 
apparently tapped him on the side of the head, hit his hat or something. Whatever. Listen, if he's being sued for $50,000, it ain't 500000 Someone's looking for a quick payday. But my point is this. Did you not think, did you not think players from all sports were going to be opened up for this type of ridicule once you opened up the avenues for gambling? The one thing that I had admired from these leagues that I criticized was when they stood firm in their belief that and they all had the speeches. Go look them up. I'm not going to sit here and give you all the speeches. Go look up every commissioner, every line of bull that they sold to public. Oh, it would affect the integrity of our sport. No, we can't do this. We have to protect this. We have to protect that. Then the Supreme Court said, no, we're going to legalize it. And that was that. And then they all said, okay, we want a piece of that big pie because it's a billion dollar pie. So carve me up a big fat slice. And that's what's happened. That's what's happened. So, but you, you, you didn't think this was going to happen? You didn't think players were going to get opened up for this kind of criticism? But now, then Roger, you can't bet. And, and you really don't think that people can go bet through a third party or a fourth party? I'm going to have my aunt's sister-in-law Make a bet for me. My aunt's sister-in-law. Make a bet. Well, who's going to stop? Who's going to know? And you don't think this goes on. It's the most hypocritical crap I have ever heard, seen in my life. It, it, it's, it's nonsensical. All the sports, but all these commissioners, they, they want to be righteous and do the right thing. You know, how many times have I spoken to you about Pete Rose? Baseball, you can bet on uh, uh, who passed wind, but Pete Rose remains out of the Hall of Fame and out of baseball. I mean, come on. But you, you really don't think somebody can make a bet? It's the dumbest notion I've ever heard. However, if you've been betting on the Knicks... Moving on, if you're betting on the Knicks to take care of the uh, Cleveland Cavaliers in their playoff series, then you're looking pretty good right now because you're up three games to one, courtesy of the Knicks win yesterday. And I got to tell you... um, The Cavs were the four seed and the Knicks were the five seed going in. And the Knicks just looked like the better team. The Knicks just looked like the better team. Yesterday was 102-93 win. I'm not going to, you know, go through everything that happened in the game. But I I just want to tell you, um, and and you can tell me, you can say, and that's what, that's what New Yorkers like to say. It was the rock, raucous crowd at the garden that revved the Knicks up. No, what revved the crowd up was, you know, some of the play by the Knicks. Okay, I'll I'll say that. But, you know, and kudos to, listen, uh, you've heard me say it before, Jalen Brunson might have been 
the best free agent signing of all free agents last season. You, you know, going into this past season. Because, I mean, to me, he's a bargain. I mean, I, mean, I might sound stupid, but he signed, a, what was it, a $104 million deal, $26 million a year for four years. It, it, in the, today's numbers, that sounds like a bargain because he's everything a Nick should be. He had 29 yesterday. It was, it, it was terrific. Another guy who was great, by the way, you know, there's been a lot of heat on him because, listen, he was a high first-round pick, R.J. Barrett, but, man, R.J. Barrett was been playing like a champ here. He had 26 yesterday. Money, money shots, clutch shots. And he had it the game before as well. And I, I'm not taking, listen, Knicks are up three games to one. They're going back to, uh, not, now they, they go back hoping to clinch in Cleveland. It's not going to be easy because the closeout, closeout game is always the hardest. But then, now they're going to Cleveland to try and close them out. Hey, God bless if they can get the job done. You know, I, I mean, the, in the previous game, game three, and again, I'm taking nothing away from the Knicks. But in the previous game was a 99-79 blowout. And it left me scratching my head. And, you know, that that's... Darius Garland was a monster in game two. I think, what, he have like 33 points or something? But in that game, game three, I, I, it was, I was like dumbfounded how a guy so good could have been so bad. He was 4 of 21. Four of twenty-one, and then then yesterday, he he was like just awful in the first half, and then became a monster in, in the second half. But like for for a game and a half, he disappeared. And Donovan Mitchell, oh my God! At one point in the second half, he ended up with eleven points yesterday. At one point in the second half, he was zero for nine. He ended up with eleven points. It was brutal. You know, and everybody was talking about Donovan Mitchell, Donovan Mitchell this, Donovan Mitchell that was going to be a Nick. Well, I'll tell you what, however, how it worked out, it could not have worked out better for the Knicks with Jalen Brunson. Because I really, when you look at it now, I don't think there was a better free agent signing. To fit in with the team, to be the leader that he is, the floor general the everything in terms of team chemistry, leadership, off the court, on the court. And then they added his buddy from Villanova, Josh Hart. No, but, but, listen, Knicks are up three games to one. They deserve to be up three games to one. They deserve to be up three games to one. Again, the closeout is always the hardest, so we'll see what happens. You know, you want to, uh, you know that old saying, you get somebody in an alley fight, you got your foot on their throat. You don't want to let them get up. You want to push down till all the air is taken out of them. In other words, you want to leave them for dead. That's what you want to do. You don't want, when you got somebody down, you don't want to give them a second chance. So, you know, I, I don't want the Knicks coming home for game six. 
I don't want the Knicks coming home for game six. I want them finishing the job. You know, let the sleeping dog remain sleeping. Sleeping dog remain sleeping. Unfortunately, there's uh, no more waking up for the Brooklyn Nets. They're done. Finito. Caput. Over and out. Done for the season. Um, They were no match. They were in all the games, yet they were no match. Because when you get swept like that, you end up being no match. They were in every game, and then they could never close the deal. You know, the the first game that they were, what was it, 121-101? But but they were in it for three quarters, whatever, and just disappeared. But I'm talking, the last game to me, you've heard me say it over and over and over and over and over again that Jacques Vaughn was my choice for coach of the year. I, I remain with that. I'll, I'll never change. But if I'm going to praise, I also have to criticize when criticize, criticizing is necessary. I didn't like some of his deployment of his players. I didn't like some of the game plan. Uh, listen, if you're going to live by the sword, you're going to die by the sword. They live by the three. They died by the three because they couldn't make enough threes. But in game four, Joel Embiid is out. Joel Embiid is out. Why are you living by the three? Why aren't you driving, trying to do it in the paint, driving hard, and then if you have to kick out, kick out? You, you, you kept living by the three, you were clanging the threes, and you end up going no place. So listen, they need more big defenders, but I mean, if you're gonna if you're gonna make shoot threes, you gotta make threes. Listen, I love some of the new guys. I love Mikael Bridges. I've said it. You've heard me say it. Nobody knew how good this guy was gonna be. They, the, the Nets have a bona fide star on their hands. I love Cam Johnson. I, I mean, this could be a good team. You know, they were thrust together, not thrust. They were thrown together. But, you know, like you heard me say, I wanted to see more Cam Johnson. He got into game three for like 11 minutes. He made he scored six points. If, if there's defensive deficiencies, so be it. But fix it up. I, I, I just, look, when you get swept, you get swept. And if you get swept... It's not hard to say that the other team was better. So give credit to the Sixers and the Nets move on. And hopefully next year they don't have to live through the crap that they have to live through. And at some point, some decision, and this is just, you know, on the heels of, you know, a heartbreaking end. I, I, you know, this was a good group, a fun group that they deserve better than to have gotten swept. I would have liked to have seen them gotten a game. Just to fit, you know, give the fans a win at home. But what really disappointed me was the game four. That was a stinker. That that really disappointed me. That really disappointed me. Um, It just did, you know. I'll I'll tell you one thing that really disappoints me. What the hell is the NBA officials and what thinking about? I I mean, in that game three, Joel Embiid, Basically, not you know, he kicks 
Nick Claxton in the privates. You call it upper leg, whatever the hell you want to call it. They showed you in slow motion because Claxton walked over him. Claxton ended up getting a technical also on a play. Subsequently, he ended up, Claxton, getting thrown out of the game, getting thrown out of the game for what they call taunting, like he made like a face. Like, taunting. Folks, taunting, what is taunting in the NBA? Trash talking is a common practice in the NBA. Guys talk about their mamas, their daddies, their grandmamas, their wives, their girlfriends, their significant others. Trash talking goes on in the NBA more than any other sport. Second ain't close to the NBA. Trash talking to me is taunting. You don't get thrown out for trash talking. I, I mean, some of the officiating and, and the crap that goes on, it, it, to me, it's absurd. And I, I, I think... I can go on and on, but I really think there's a tremendous imbalance uh, the way NBA officials lately have been officiating games. Been ugly to me. Ugly. One thing that hasn't been ugly to me, though, is watching... I told you this at the beginning of the series, folks. Rangers, Devils is like Civil War. And listen, the first couple of games, you know, one... But by the Rangers, 5-1 in Jersey. But then you go back with, you know, the Devils on the doorstep of being eliminated. They go into the Garden. And then they, they win. 2-1 in overtime. And, and you, you know, you're sitting by the edge of your seat. Because you've heard me say it time and again, there is nothing like playoff hockey. First of all, you're going in overtime and playoff hockey. You're like beside yourself. I mean, you really are. It's just, whew, it, 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 it's talk about the the cliche of a nail biter. There's nothing better. There is absolutely nothing better than that. I mean, I I truly mean it. There is nothing. Nothing comes close to playoff hockey. And and when it's two teams with that kind of rivalry that the Rangers and the Devils have, it's second to none. So now we got to wait. I, I just, I mean, well, you don't have to wait too long because it's coming up tonight. But Rangers, Devils, ooh, baby. Now, should the Devils be able to get tonight's affair? Then, you know, to me, like like this one, because I've rooted for both teams. So this one, I just want it to go seven. Just as a pure sports fan, I want it to go seven. That's what I want. Because, like I said, it's just, you talk, you know, look, being here in this area, you know, Yankees, Red Sox, it's hard to beat that. In in football, I it, it's real hard to beat. <laughs> you know, the the NFC East with the rivalries that the Giants have with the Cowboys with with, with the Eagles. Really, it 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 
it's really hard to beat those rivalries. But I'm going to tell you, and I maintain this, Rangers-Devils, maybe not during the season all the time, but you get Rangers-Devils in the playoffs, it is second to none. Second to none. I just think, you know, so I'm not going to lie. I'm hoping for seven games. Right now, the Rangers are up two games to one uh, as we speak. But uh, if uh, Devils take care of business tonight, it's tied to the deuce, and then I fully expect it to go seven. As for where this goes, my friends, this is a wrap on today's Get a Load of This. Now I'd like to be getting a load of you. Let me know your thoughts on today's podcast. As always, you can do it on Twitter at Russ Salzberg. You can do it on Facebook. You can also check out my website at russsalzberg.com. Now i got to thank my home here at Believe.com because as I tell you each and every week, Believe is the number one podcast network for professionals. But above all, got to thank you to people out there because without you, the people out there, I'd have nobody in here to be talking to. But I also want to be able to talk to you on my Get a Load of This video podcast, as I tell you about each and every week. All you got to do to do that is get a load of me every Tuesday when it comes out. A new episode comes out every Tuesday. Just download the video edition of Get a Load of This on the Yes app. Just download that and... uh, Tell your friends and family to do the same. And you too will be able to get a load of me on Get a Load of This. But right now, it's a wrap on today. Have yourselves a great week, everybody. Until next time, it is IRL Salzburg saying to all of you, bye-bye, so long, and farewell. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.